Welcome to the Bible Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cadle, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. And I, I'm Zach Paris. I am the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder, and uh, where I cultivate a community of students called Bread and Belonging, together with St. Aidan's Episcopal Church. And uh, it is... We're looking at we're looking at text for October 9th. It's, it's mid October, Zach. What's what's that look like for you? Uh, it's still pretty warm here, but it's been a huge week for me, Matt. It's huge been a week. huge week. I'd like to show you what I bought on our audio format uh, this week. How you like that? Oh, what's that? Yeah. That's a new iPhone. Uh, I had some issues with my phone, Matt. Uh, that in the past, the camera didn't work because the lens in an iPhone at least in the iPhone 8 from 2017, is uh, magnetized. Magnets hold it in place, hold the lens in place, and it had become demagnetized, and so it just zoomed in and out and in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, uh, repeatedly, which made the camera worthless. So I bought magnets on Amazon. I got Gorilla Glue, and I Gorilla Glued a magnet to the front of my phone that miraculously fixed it. You did this right before an international trip, I believe. Right before the international trip, because I wanted to get some great photos of the inside of the cell in the monastery <laughs> where I was held captive by Sister Teresa for a week. Uh, and boy, oh boy, are those pictures of of reheated rice and leaves of lettuce. You know, I, you can put those on the wall. I'm going to print them out. Do the old canvas thing. Uh, mm-hmm. canvas. Yeah. Unfortunately, Matt, recently, a few, few weeks ago, the magnet fell off. Oh. I don't remember where I put the rest of the magnets. And that coupled with a couple continuing issues, uh, the earpiece where you would like hold a, hold it up to your head and use it like a phone didn't work. So I couldn't hear somebody when I was talking to them on the phone unless it was in speakerphone or uh, I bought, what I had to do is I bought a receiver, like an old school phone receiver off of Amazon that I could plug in with my lightning <laughs> dongle because you can't just plug in 3.5 millimeter these are all the things you did to avoid getting a new phone. Yeah. And so that worked great. Uh, but then I started getting voicemails around 12 to 24 hours after the phone call happened. Right. So like if you called me, Matt, you wouldn't do this. You're not a sociopath. You wouldn't leave me a voicemail. Um, but let's say you did, right? Just for, for fun. You'd call me, you'd leave a voicemail, and I would receive that voicemail anywhere uh, from three to, again, 18 hours after you called me it would show up and say, Hey, you got a voicemail from <laughs> yesterday. So I broke down Matt and I got the cheapest iPhone. They sell. That's what it looked like. <laughs> the cheapest one, huh? I got the old iPhone SE, which I believe stands SE. for special edition. It's still got the little, does it have like the iPod click wheel on it? Is that a- it does. It's got the iPod <laughs> click wheel. It only plays modest mouse. Which is interesting, but I'm looking forward to, to listening to reliving the early aughts, middle aughts, whenever the iPod came out. Wow. Does it still feel like an upgrade, though? I mean, from an iPhone 8. It does. I talked on the phone with it earlier today. It was really something. <laughs> you wow. know, my bar was wow. so low. It appears to work as a telephone. I have not yet received a voicemail, but I'll let you know. I'm going to assume it works out. And uh, I can take pictures without having to mount uh, foreign bodies onto the phone. I had to get the cheaper map because I also bought a bicycle <clears throat> this week. It was a extravagant, extravagant week. 
What kind of bicycle did you get? I got, oh, this is good. There's a, a lovely, you should check it out if you're in the Boulder area. Community Cycles is a local nonprofit that does a lot of neat stuff to promote cycling uh, and cycling culture. And one of the things they do is they have these, um, oh gosh, what's the word for them? Um, bike nerds, uh, crazy people who for fun, uh, people donate like components and old bikes to them that in Boulder, like donated bikes and stuff can be really nice, right? Uh, and they build bikes that they sell to raise money for the nonprofit, right? So it is a Franken gravel bike uh, made out of a Jameis uh, road bike with a titanium frame, I believe. And then they put a different fork on it and I got a, like a fatter tire in the front and a skinnier tire in the back so that I can ride it with Zoma at the bike park, the mountain bike park that Zoma likes to go to. So I did want to go full mountain bike because those are like, that's a whole thing, and I'm not ready for that. I just, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Not baby steps from my 1978 Schwinn Traveler uh, 3. Somehow, getting the iPhone SE was not the biggest technological jump I made <laughs> this week. It was going from a bicycle from the 70s into uh, a bicycle with disc brakes. That's, wow. I'm, God, wow. I don't, I don't even know what to say, Zach. I don't even know what to say. You got the cheapest iPhone available and a unique bespoke bike that was actually uh, created. That's right. Incredible. Incredible they tried stuff. to sell me a fixed gear one, and I... I yeah. No. no. Yeah. The I inability got, got to coast is... Do you really? <laughs> well, no. It's like a it's like a flip. It's a single speed, uh, you can, and you can flip speed. a little thing to make it. Yeah, so this one you couldn't even it. flip. You couldn't even flip to use the freewheel. <laughs> it was just... It seemed really <laughs> no cool. Coasting. It fit. No coasting at all is not a lifestyle I'm ready to fully endorse. This the single speeds are kind of cool though because they're so simple. It's just like it's just such a simple yeah. design. Like uh, I have to ride yeah. down a massive hill from my town into into Boulder when I commute, <laughs> which I did the other day on my new bike. And having to do that on a fixed gear bike would have been, oh. I would have died. Like, I, like that's just. <laughs> Yeah. I don't yeah. know how that would have worked. I, I would have, I don't know how that would have worked and had a positive outcome. I think right. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Wow. That's a, that's a big week. Just big week. Upgrades all around. Oh, Zoma got a new bike too last week. She's got gears now. Though her bike is somehow heavier than my bike. It is a tank. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bike does she have? It's a mountain bike. Uh, it's Trek, I think. I mean, we bought it used, right? We're cheap. Obviously, I'm buying an iPhone SE in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, it's got shocks, which evidently is the thing I shouldn't have done because it makes it way heavier, I guess. Uh, and uh, handbrakes, you know, so. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, my children are still riding the same bikes that I got them, I think, three years ago, way too early for it to fit them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they sat in the garage for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, last year they picked them up. And now they ride them in circles around the backyard. Maybe we'll do Ciclovia uh, again. With See? Them. There you go. Weeks. That'd be, That'd be great. That'd be good. Uh, I'm in process of, of getting a new phone, even though my old phone, it kind of works fine. <laughs> it's it's kind of fine. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, you, can I, can I upgrade to the iPhone 14 pro? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, Zach. I'm going to go with the, not the I, most expensive one they have, but definitely not the cheapest. Pro Max, just the. Yeah, I'm not doing the Pro Max. I don't need that. Uh, just, just the, just the Pro. And I thought, you know, wow, I waited three years. That seems like a lot. And then now I talk to you, and I feel like a horrible, like spendy yeah, person. Six years ago. On the flip side, I, I'm going to change what I'm worried about is I'm changing cell phone providers to save myself like 80 bucks a month. So then I feel like nice. it's worth it. Yeah. Who are you going with, Matt? Can we talk about well, brands on the podcast? Yeah. Well, sure. Sure. I was with Sprint, which now apparently no longer exists. So they've been texting me for a year that I need to upgrade mm-hmm. my SIM card or some nonsense. Uh, but you Spectrum, just ignore it, right? I just ignore it. I, I'm like, I can deal with this later. I can deal with this later. I can deal with this later. I'll wait till the new phones come out. I'll just get a new phone. Uh, rather than upgrading a free SIM card, <laughs> but, uh, but Spectrum offering uh, like like almost half the price of what Sprint was if you have Spectrum Internet, which I do, uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like Verizon. They just like subcontract. I did some research. It seems fine as long as you have the internet. So great, I'm gonna save a bunch of money and then spend some of that money on <laughs> phones. The only thing I'm worried about is like then I got to port the number over and I just really hope oh. I just hope nothing goes wrong. That's all cuz I don't want to change my number. It's your cell phone number is like a social security number at this point. It's just it's, Yeah. You know? So I don't I mean nobody I don't knows it but up. you, but you know. <laughs> well, nobody knows it but you unless you need like a security code and you get a text and I'm just I'm mm-hmm. little, you know, That's everything's true. like texted to your texting your security code, okay? Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll do that. But I just, I felt like I couldn't pass up 80 bucks a month of savings. That seems like. That's a lot. You know, when you're you're in middle age and you're just budgeting for everything. I can ting. uh, ting. I use Ting Mobile. T-I-N-G. Ting Mobile? I don't even know what that is. Ting Mobile. It's pay for what you use. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. um, Yeah. And you you don't have contracts or anything like that. You just... Pay for what you use, and you could bring your own phone or buy a phone from them if you want to. I mean, that's the only downside is when your phone is breaking, they don't have like. There's no great deal to re up to re sure recapture you. You know, you've just been paying. So do you just not use very much data then? You're just like I'm gonna use Wi-Fi and. Generally, I try to. It's not a bad. You know, we got two lines. It's generally sure. under a hundred bucks. So you don't GPS your way to school and work every single day. <laughs> Like no, I'm pretty like familiar with my surroundings. To try to beat whatever the traffic yeah. patterns are on this particular day. There you go. I texted you, Matt, about phones because I because I'm, I'm aware, you know, of how into the phones you are, and uh, I was having a breakdown. Like, ugh, I really like. I was waiting on some calls and like, I'm just super worried. Like every missed call from a spammer, I'm like, oh, maybe that was the person I was waiting for me to call, but I'm not going to know if they left a voicemail for like 12 more hours. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just calling back spammers, which is weird. Um, but uh, I texted you to, to see what kind of phone you had, what yeah. your phone situation was. And, you said, and the response I got from you, Matt, was identical to, you know, I'm not a real bike person, but I have friends who took their runner energy and turned it into bike things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I have texted them numerous times to be like, hey, I've got a 1978 Schwinn. I'm looking to get like a better bike than that. Like what's a reasonable thing for me to do? And they're like, Oh, you could use, you could do one of these like starter bikes. And they send me a link to a $4,000 bicycle. Uh, And I'm like, no, I think we have very different definitions of what a starter bike is. And you were just the cell phone version of it. And it, Mm -hmm. I took their advice. I took your advice. I ignored all of it. And ignored all of it. Yeah. Just went cheap. (laughs) 
It doesn't always pay off in the long run. I'll let you know. Yeah. We have a weekly Zach's iPhone SE check-in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the you speaker know, just, much louder when I listen to podcasts like out loud around the house, by the way. It's, that's good. I can that's almost good. hear it in the shower, which is a real issue, a problem for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's what I should do next, man. I should really wire in speaker system into the bathrooms. I remember when phones did not even have your, your no, it was an iPod. That's what it was. And the iPod didn't have a built-in <laughs> speaker on it. And so to like listen to it in your car, you would have to like get a special thing that would you have to broadcast it to the radio in order to listen because it was not a built in speaker. And now you just just got your great speakers right there on your phone. I have a fancy phone. Hannah's car still has a radio. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I have to have it because I need the fancy camera. You know, Uh, I need I need that fancy camera on my phone. Uh, And then I also need to carry around. A gigantic DSLR camera at all times. I need both things. Uh, In, so. Instead of that, man, I just got a Megan, a program coordinator, who I like. I'm always like, hey, take pictures of this. Yeah, it's also smart. Makes sense. When I remember, which is well, that's uh, the content you're looking for here. From the final These are very here. relatable st- stories for your sentence. And now we're from our sponsor, uh, Ting Mobile. Which is uh, now sponsoring our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Time for the texts. What do we got? Oh, Matt, we got good ones this week. This is a reminder that you should, um, skincare is a thing you should be really focusing on because we have some dermatological texts uh, all around this week. We got Naaman, our friend Naaman, commander of the army of the King of Aaron, who was as we all recall, a great man and in high favor with his master because by him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man though, uh, a mighty warrior suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans on one of their raids had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel and she served Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, if only my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, am I God to give death or life? This is how I usually respond to any question asked of me in the office. I just I'm ripping at my clothes. Am I God? Uh, and then they're like, uh, yeah, where did you want me to put this package? Um, <laughs> this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy. Just look and see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha... The man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes. He sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance to Elisha's house. And Elisha couldn't be bothered. He sent a messenger to him and said, go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry. And went away saying, I thought that for me, he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farapar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? And he turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had done the, you, commanded you to do something different or difficult, would you not have done it? How much more? When all he said to you was wash and be clean. So he went down and he immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy. And he was clean. 
Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel, the word of God, the word of life. Thanks be to God. (laughs) Great story. It's a good one. Uh, I feel like I preached that earlier this year. Was this like, did this this come up earlier? I feel like it, right? Like I I just... I don't know. Lots going on in here, though. Um, so Naaman's suffering from leprosy. I think that's going to come back again uh, in the the gospel text, maybe. Epiphany. No, proper 9C. I don't know why it does. It comes up twice. There's some interesting... Yeah, right? See? And then uh, there's some interesting stuff here with the women in the story in the first part. Uh, there's Naaman's wife, and there's this young girl who's been taken captive from the land of Israel, uh, who has some some secret knowledge about how Naaman might be healed. But she speaks to her mistress, and then the, I guess Naaman's wife speaks to him. There's a whole thing though with the women that's kind of an interesting. I don't know what to make of that, but it feels important. Uh, then we go to the so-called important people, uh, the king of Israel, who's like, "Why are you coming to me?" Uh, and apparently t- tears his clothes in anger. I think when I preached on this this summer, the uh, January 6th hearings were going on, and I, I said that he like threw ketchup at the wall or something like that. And I, got, I, got, I got a little chuckle out of that. It was good. It worked. <laughs> uh, but apparently the king of Israel, not, not the person with the power to do this, hmm. sends him to the prophet, uh, who doesn't even come out when... Uh, when Naaman shows up. Elisha has a lot going on, man. Yeah, he's way too busy. <laughs> he uh, sends a voicemail several hours later <laughs> and gives Naaman instructions to go and wash. So I don't know, Zach, what do you think? What do you like? Do you like this text? You got I mean, I love this text, right? For your baptismal imagery, it's all over it, obviously, here. Um, it's very dramatic. I love the dramatic stories here. Uh, the distance is an interesting thing that happens, as you said, in the distance in communication that the servant of his wife is where this message comes from and it gets passed up and they don't like communicate directly. Uh, Elisha and Naaman don't communicate directly. And I think I think that's just the distance and closeness, that, that sort of spectrum, uh, that tension, that thread ties all of these stories, these, these readings together this Sunday and worth paying attention to and slow down, dear preacher, before you like cast one side as good and the other as bad, because you could, you know, we're generally right. My, our general, you know, general good pastoral care is like direct, honest communication uh, is the uh, healthiest way to live together as people. And that's true. Uh, but, you know, there's a, a ver- an element of social distancing that's happening here and is happening in the gospel for sure. Uh, because, you know, they didn't understand disease. Uh, and they knew that if you hung out with people with skin disease uh, or other diseases, you could often get it, right? Like get the disease. We've been doing social distancing, right? Like that's an important and necessary part of public health stuff, right? <laughs> um, and you've got ancient people here wrestling with that, wrestling to find ways to, to, to get people to connection despite the realities of distance being a, a helpful thing. 
That's really why we were talking about cell phones at the beginning, because these texts are all about communication that's over right. distance. See? Yeah. Kind of figured out. You know, I, that's that's what's been so great about my iPhone SE uh, with service brought to you by Ting Mobile <laughs> is that I have so many friends who are lepers and I don't, I love them. I spend right. a lot of time with them, but I can't hang out with them in person. So we FaceTime a lot and it's great to have a camera that works. Good point. And Good to be point. able to hear the words they say. Otherwise, I'm just looking at them. Good point. There's, I feel like this is, um, you could relate this to the distance and communication, but it also, it feels like in both of these texts, um, there's some stuff going on that's cross cultural and mm. also like who is important in this society and who is not important in this society and where healing comes from in these yeah. expected and unexpected ways. Um, in the next text, there'll be a, uh, Jesus is on the border between Samaria and Galilee. And this one, um, there are the Arameans and there are the Israelites. Um, and there's this, there's this kind of, there's, there's stuff going on with that, uh, that I think is worth, worth paying attention to. He can also hit, this is kind of an anti-transfiguration story. Um, you know, Naaman, like many of us want our problems, uh, solved in big dramatic uh, ways, you know, we want the sky, the clouds to part and the voice to boom from heaven to give us that clarity and certainty. Um, and that's not how it comes here. Um, and that can be disappointing, but then it is good news, right? In that, like, there are very few days in which the clouds part and the voice booms from heaven. Uh, and yet hope, healing, connection uh, are still here with us. Yeah. There, I also can't help noticing this last line in the text. Now I know there is no God in all the earth except Israel. It sounds very, um, it seems like an echo or I guess a precursor of um, the line from the, the fiery furnace at the end of fiery mm. furnace where it's, there's no God, but this God, like there's, there's some thing that happens, uh, some miraculous thing that happens. And then at the end, someone gives a testimony and that one just, it seems very much like it. Uh, it's a very similar testimony. A testimonial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a similar move, right? Where like the <laughs> the testimony, the, the, gosh, how would you say it? I mean, the testimony comes from the important person, commander, naming the commander of the army versus Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but the revelation happened through people they did not expect, people yeah. they wanted to write off. Um, so, yeah. I like it, man. Second Timothy. Way better than first Timothy. Second T- Timothy 2.0. That's what I like to call this guy. Oh my gosh. Are we almost done with Timothy? Uh, remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Woo. Mm. The word, let's say that again, but the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, 
we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. That's what people come to the podcast, Matt, in order that we might rightly explain the word of truth. Mm-hmm. And not wrangle over words. No, we never wrangle over words. It's just, it's too bad that they didn't uh, continue to verse 16, which says, make and make a playlist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this podcast and Paul, we're always tight. Mm-hmm. Same page. Yep. yep. You can tell we're on the same page because the letters are so large. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're going to preach on this one, but uh, it's got some It's got some nice, but the word of God has not changed. Very nice. Uh, I like the little, the poetry here in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. If we've died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we reign with him. If we deny him, he denies us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. Like just some, it's got some bars. Paul's got some bars here. Well, he does break the rule of threes here. Paul, not yes. a fan of the rules of threes. He does four. <laughs> Because it should be yeah. one, two, three. Uh, and then the third one is the unique one, right? Where the punches, which is, you know, I mean, it's the connection here, right? That 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 if we have died with him, we'll also live with him. We're the same. We're connected. If we endure, he will reign. We will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also deny us. Uh, but then I think they will switch up. But I would emphasize if I was preaching solely on Timothy 2.0 is if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Last week, we talked a lot about faith. And um, I think that folks in the pews, when they hear us talking about faith a lot, we normally, they assume, we assume that it is about us as individuals and as people in the faith that we have. Um, And I think the way to reframe that in a good news sort of way is to say that the faithfulness of God is the, the actual like important, the the critically important part of faith, uh, which we tend to forget from time to time. Yeah. Amen. That is in here. Um, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. You could do a whole thing right there on those two little lines. But we won't. We'll move to the gospel instead. Luke 17. Whoa, keep moving. On the way to Jerusalem is where we're moving, which happened to be where Jesus was going through the regions of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, which... You know, sounds like the start of a zombie film. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Uh, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I've got a fun social science commentary note here from our friends, Lorba and Molina, uh, R&M. 
Can we get and them on is, the pod? Are they, are we they should really get them on the podcast. I'm going to check it out. And if they're alive, <laughs> they're definitely going to get an unsolicited email from this guy. Um, they say that in the ancient Near East, um, thank you, saying thank you is a way of ending a conversation in kind of like a relationship. That it was a, <laughs> it was a way of saying that I cannot repay my debt to you. Um, and it was never a thing that equals said to one another because they could always repay their debts to one another. And so it's an admission of your, um, your, of a lower stature than, than the person you're talking to. Uh, and so what, you know, you were setting this up as we were talking about Naaman here, cause we have a Samaritan and um, a, a leper, right? So, so a social outcast in a number of ways um, also is the first person here who, um, who admits, who understands themselves as inferior uh, on a lower level than Jesus power-wise. Um, and it is that place, that's the example of faithfulness that's lifted up here. It's the outsider, the leper, and the powerless. Yeah, and I, I like that the... Um... Gosh, this is interesting. Like, well, it's the, it's the same either way, but this first verse, um, Jesus going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. I mean, it's right. The thesis statement is right there at the beginning. Um, the common English Bible translation says traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, which just feels, yeah. um, just feels like a lot. Um, I also, uh, I'm going to point out, I don't, I can't remember if you said this already, but, uh, that, he re- he he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. What's the Greek word? Eucharisteo. Mm. I love it. There you go. You get your baptismal imagery in the Old Testament. Just preaching on the sacraments. You're just doing some uh, mystagogical preaching, right? Right here, Zach. You can just you can do it. Um, I feel like here's here's my challenge with this text. It feels like the. If you were to do the classic moral of the story, it's say thank you. Yeah. Like it just feels like it feels like that's what your listeners are expecting the punchline mm-hmm. to be. But it doesn't really feel like enough for, for gospel, feel like enough for for gospel, gospel good news. So how can you yeah. play with that expectation and like do Yeah. Hmm. Because it's this this confusing line at the end, right? Maybe that's the first thing that'll start to muddy the waters. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Okay, that makes sense. Like we're lifting up this person, but all the other lepers are healed as well and have been made well. And they didn't come to say thank you, right? So, so what are we what are we talking about here? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. The other piece that I think um, could be an interesting, I could I could see building a sermonic refrain or some kind of some kind of hook around it. Um, it's just that line when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. That feels to me like the turning the turning point 
the turning back is the turning point of the story. Uh, and I wonder, I don't know. I wonder what she, you'd think the turning point is that they're cleansed. And yet this little coda mm-hmm. here makes it seem like the turning back. It reminds me, Matt, if we can go pretty postmodern here, of uh, one of the most climactic scenes from Graham Greene's The Power and the Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the bad priest. You should read it if you haven't read it, listen. But I'll try not to. I do you're telling me to read it. I have. I've, I've read it. You should read a book, Matt. Um, and this is the one you should read. It's a little novel. <laughs> you know, he's on the edge of. Uh, he's on the borderlands, right? It's uh, religion has been outlawed in this Mexican state, and the bad priest is trying to escape. And he's he's on the border, and they don't know exactly. GPS hasn't been invented yet. He's not sure if he's over the border. But there becomes a comes a time when it, he thinks he's over the border, but someone calls him back, and he turns around and goes back to the place he's been trying to escape from. Um, which is a sign of his like like he oh gosh it's such a perfect novel. Uh, you know he's just the perfect like bad unfaithful slash faithful priest. Um, Cause that's that moment of like self-sacrifice for a friend or neighbor, right? Self-giving love. He does it right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, spoilers, it leads to uh, bad things for him. Um, and so I kind of see that happening here. He turns around because that's one of the things that's happening here, right? Like, like leprosy is bad. Uh, the world where Molina say it probably didn't exist, but you know, other kinds of skin conditions did. Um, and that you were ostracized, right? Like for good public health, reasons especially for what they knew at the time um and so that's hugely disempowering right and all of these people are restored and empowered and it is a a movement for all 10 of these folks to go from no power to power um and that is freedom and liberation and all that stuff right um but this story seems to understand and encapsulate the mystery the cross-shaped kind of mystery of things where, um, you know, I think you said it last week, right? Surin of all, um, you know, Lord of not, right? Like, um, that with that freedom, the leper goes back to powerlessness, like chooses to go back to power. The former leper, right? Goes back to the place of powerlessness, turns around, um, and finds even greater favor and life perhaps there. Yeah, yeah, because they're all clean, right? The rest of them don't like. I we assume they didn't lose their, um, mm-hmm. their healing because they didn't turn back. They're all getting healed. Um, does he get anything extra out of it? Um, well, just this last line: "This get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well." He gets he gets his own kind of blessing. If we want to give it a Jacob twist. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting good luck preacher yeah it's a very name and ask right he's samaritan he's um giving thanks to someone else's god it's cross-cultural itself yeah well and even the example like it's like everyone i mean if you want your like universal salvation story like everybody gets everybody gets healed in this it gets healed here. Um, but then the one who's lifted up as an example is the unexpected one. So 
That could be a hook for you too. Let's think about where where the examples are coming from unexpected places. It's good. I think that'll be the challenge, dear preacher. To it's so. I think the purpose of the text. I mean, that's the issue with preaching, like from with a postmodern philosophy, is uh, it so muddies things. It can be very difficult to have clarity uh, in your proclamation. So. I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Just that's the challenge this week to wash it off enough so that there can be some clear good news. Is there clear good news in our playlist this week? Oh, Matt, of course there is. There's only one song that goes to the top of the playlist every leper week. Um, and I look at the, I want to find covers, Matt. I want to find covers hardly covered. So if you're looking for a good cover, uh, you know, we have a lot of national recording artists who listen faithfully every week to the podcast looking for song ideas in addition to preachers looking for sermon ideas. Uh, cover New Test the Leper by R.E.M. Because it is a beautiful song off of the most underappreciated of R.E.M. albums, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I can't say that I love Jesus. Um, gosh, it's so good. Uh, then I'm going to keep the skin uh, healthcare skincare thing going with a skin and bone relatively new song from cage the elephant in 2019 uh and then i like this being held together stuff and uh i've got a, a reverence just like the samaritan leper for my uh superiors and so i will take the knee to captain and to neil uh, with love will keep us together nice good stuff yeah i didn't even think of that rem song that's a that is a classic. Um, I will throw on Wash Away, which is from about 13 years ago by Joe Purdy. It's just, it's got a lovely little melody. Um, all my troubles, they're going to wash away. Mm. Um, seems like a really good Naaman-esque uh, tune. Um, the, uh, I mean, there's, they're not really washing their clothes, but uh, Jay-Z's change clothes and go just seems like a good <laughs> change. Change clothes and go. That's basically the blessing Jesus gives them at the end. Yeah. <laughs> going your way. Change clothes and go. Uh, and then uh, we need a, we need a good, like, uh, give praise to God song. So how about um, one of the artists from Woodstock 99, Fat Boy Slim. Praise you. Uh, I finished it, man. <laughs> you got through it? I did. And yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how those guys signed off on this project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I liked I liked the Jewel interviews where she's not even like that was like that was like awful. She's just like it was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. There is something to change in clothes, Matt. Uh, Robar Molina tells us that uh, lepers not only were like outcasts, but as a sign of their outcastness, they were supposed to wear ripped clothes. Oh, uh, so you know, there's more name and connection for you there. So, in order to be fully restored and to remove the stigma, that um, the kind of lit literal stigma, you would have to change clothes and put on non-ripped clothes. Otherwise, people might think you're still a leper. So they started the ripped jeans trap, Tom. They did lepers. That's why you're wearing your ripped jeans today. That's people can't see it. Rip jeans all day, every day, all day, every day. Well, um, we don't know why they signed off on the Woodstock 99 project, but we signed off on this episode of the podcast. Uh, it's been real, real. <laughs> they gave them, 
candles at the end, man. Candles. I'm so dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>